Hello, and welcome to Drunk on DCOMs, a podcast where uh, we talk about Disney Channel original movies from worst to best. I'm Adam. I'm Jory. So we just finished watching Alley Cat Strike, mm-hmm. which is very low on this list. Mm-hmm. And that's wrong, obviously. Yeah, because I feel like there's going to be movies after this one that I enjoy less than this one. Yeah, this one's still behind the Christmas ones we watched, right? Yeah. Yeah, it is, because we had to go backwards. So you're right. And those Christmas movies were worse. Like, Good Luck Charlie Christmas was worse than this. Yes, Good Luck Charlie Christmas is unwatchable. Mm-hmm. And this is terrific. Terrific. And also so weird. Yeah, it is strange. Yeah. So you want me to recap the plot? Yeah, go ahead. All right, so we got Alex, and Alex is your typical somewhere between the age of 11 and 17-year-old mm-hmm. who really loves bowling, and his dad owns a bowling alley, and he hangs out with his friends who also really love bowling, and also 1930s and 40s swing music. Yes. And they exist maybe in a different reality to everyone else in this movie, which takes place in, like, a time that doesn't really make sense. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's 1999, kind of. No, you know what I'll call it? I'll call it a Midwestern 1999. It wasn't the 1999 that New York or Los Angeles saw, but it was probably like the 1999 that like kids who grew up in the suburbs of Indianapolis saw. That checks out probably, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you've got this group of four friends, uh, including Kaylee Cuoco, a kid whose name I don't remember, and Delia, who has nothing to do with anything until the final moment of the movie. Right. Yeah, and they really like bowling, and they don't have any of the kids in their school. So, and they're in West Appleton? They're in West Appleton, which is clearly a reference to either... uh, the Great Gatsby with West Egg, East Egg. We're getting the literary real early on. Mm-hmm. Uh, or uh, Parks and Rec, which didn't come out until like 15 years after. <laughs> I was going to say Parks and Rec came out so long after this movie. Yeah, but it's clearly a reference to one of those two things. I don't know which. Um, and those two towns compete for the Mighty Apple every year. Uh, but maybe their middle schools compete for the Mighty Apple. I don't really understand. That's where, yeah, I got lost too because we were convinced at one point that they were seniors in high school. Because you'd think these would be like the varsity teams. Sure, except they're riding their bikes around town. Yeah, and Disney is pretty liberal that like they assume most of their characters get their driver's license like right at 16 if they're old enough to be 16. Yeah, which is why I also think this might just be an alternate reality where... I don't know, maybe school stops after age 13. (laughs) Midwestern, like I said. Oh, they're all going to work on the farm. (laughs) (laughs) This is your last year of fun, son. Then you go to the farms. So the West Appleton needs to win a basketball game to keep the mighty apple in West Appleton. Otherwise, it goes to East Appleton forever for some reason that I don't remember them saying. 
Do you remember why they, I think, did they not like each other because West Appleton makes cider and East Appleton makes pies? Because think, that's how I, I read it. I think that's, yeah, I think that's subtextual, but I think you got there, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. But also they want the other's goods because at one point they make a bet. And they're like, if we win, you give us pies. And if you win, we'll give you cider. You both got apples. Yeah, you can just do it yourself. Anyway, <laughs> let's not get bogged down by that. <laughs> so, West Appleton wins the basketball game thanks to Todd McElmore, who they call the golden boy at every chance they get in this movie. Mm-hmm. Just over and over. Todd McElmore is just the best athlete in the world. And he actually knows how to play basketball better than anyone in um, Hatching Pete. Oh, for sure. He, like, yeah. play basketball, at least to a level where you're, like, you're not sitting there being like, that's not how you play basketball. No, yeah, it doesn't stand out. It's, like, really bad. Like, he knows how to do a layup. hmm hmm Yeah. Uh, and so they force a tiebreaker, and the tiebreaker ends up being bowling uh, and... The bowling club that Alex runs at his dad's bowling alley uh, is the team for West Appleton. And on a as a joke, Todd McElmore was signed up for it. But yeah. also, that's not a joke that has a payoff unless this exact scenario happens. Right. Like, his friends signed him up for bowling club, and he had no idea until this happened. He wasn't like going to bowl. He wasn't stuck going to bowling club. I don't think anyone was technically going to bowling club. Like, I think they just called themselves, but they were just friends. Cause but like, why, they didn't really realize they were the bowling club. Yeah. Why would they sign up for bowling club when they were already bowling? Like you don't sign up for a club when you're already hanging out with the other people in the club. Right. And that, like, you guys hate the school anyway. Like, yeah. you don't want to represent the school. Yeah. That's fine. Independent bowling leagues. <laughs> like, yeah, at your bowling alley. It's not even like joining the bowling club gets you discounted bowling. You own the alley. Yeah, his dad owns the alley. Yeah. So uh, there's, like, at the next 45 minutes are basically just Todd McElmore learning how to bowl and also teaching the bowlers how to win just kind of have a winner's attitude yeah it's it's weird uh and then uh basically comes comes down to a final showdown i'm skipping most of the movie because the you know the second act is a lot of just you know you guys don't want to win and it's like bowling montages yeah it's a lot of bowling montages uh and then at the end of the film it comes down to a you know, a bowling match. Uh, and the West Appletons, Appletonians, are down by something like 10 points, whatever, who cares? Mm-hmm. Uh, and nine points. And Todd McElmore's up, and it's his last throw. Uh, and he bowls a 7 10 split, notoriously hard split if you're a bowler, if you know what that means. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Never weebled. We all know. Yeah. Anyway, um, and so they they sub in Delia because she's some sort of math genius who can calculate the spin and the trajectory and the angle, and she's using cosines. And I never understood what that meant. I have one complaint about what she did. She puts her hands, and maybe this is just the pandemic brain now. 
She puts her hands on the bowling ball that everyone was bowling with, takes her one hand up, licks her finger to feel the wind in the bowling alley. I would not, even before the pandemic, I would not lick my hand after I touched a public bowling ball. No, and also, there's no wind. You're in a bowling alley. Right, yeah. Air is still. You can probably take that out of your calculations there. So then she, yeah, she puts her finger in the bowling ball and just spins the bowling ball. Mm Mm-hmm. And then just pushes it like a mile an hour down the lane. And it rolls a mile an hour down the lane, spinning sideways, uh, and is about to hit the pin dead on. It's about to hit the left pin dead on. And then the camera cuts back to Alex to show Alex's face. And then it cuts back to the ball. And the ball has moved about (laughs) six inches to the left. (laughs) And it hits the pin. And the pin goes across and hits the other pin. And then uh, Alex, no, then Todd McElmore and his dad have a conversation about how winning isn't everything and the new junior high should be named Appleton Central. And it's real dumb. And I didn't like it. The, the whole stakes of the movie were just, who's going to get to name a junior high school? Yes. First of all, I don't think that's how that works. Second no. of all, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> Are they in junior high? I don't understand. Like, yeah, are they going to junior high the next year? Which means they'd only be in, like, sixth grade? Because they seemed older than that. Oh, they're definitely older than sixth grade. Also, there's no kid here in the movie who's older than them. Like, there's not, like, a high school kid driving around who's like, look at these kids. It's just these kids. You know where all those kids are? You're right, they're in the fields. (laughs) (laughs) They're on the Yes, they're out on the farm doing work. As they should be, they're over the age of 13. It's like children of the corn, but it's just teenagers of the corn. Because there's adults in this town who aren't farmers. You just once your child turns 14, you send them to the farm and you'll see them when they're 21. That's how um, Alex's dad affords his massive house, despite running a bowling alley that no one goes to. He's got... (laughs) Some fields out there with some 15-year-old indentured servants. I thought you were going to say that Alex has a bunch of older siblings who are all on the farm and they have to send their paychecks home to dad. He might. <laughs> we can't rule it out. They don't talk about siblings. We know his grandpa's in the hospital. They, they allude to that at one point and then he shows up in the, uh, in the finale, his grandpa and his mom who are mentioned once, and it's expected to be this, like, big emotional moment. It's like, Grandpa's back. Okay, we heard about Grandpa once. Yes, and honestly, I remember them mentioning Grandpa. I forgot they even mentioned Mom at the beginning of the movie. I thought Mom was just dead. No, yeah, Mom's in the hospital with Grandpa, just, like, hanging with Grandpa at the hospital. He can't be alone. They don't say why Grandpa's in the hospital, though. He's a crutch. Oh, he did have a crutch. So he's, is it a Tiny Tim scenario? God bless us. Everybody. (laughs) That's what the grandpa said. You think the grandpa is a bowler? Do you think the grandpa is a farmer? Oh, probably. You know what story I want spin off of this? I want the story of how this dad ended up buying this bowling alley. Um, I think it has something to do with the illicit affair that he had with the popular dad when they were young with the mayor Uh, with the mayor who i think might also be the principal of the high school no i think that 
No, I think there's a different guy who's the principal, but he and the mayor hang out like all the time to the yeah. point that they're basically one person. Mm -hmm. So what you come to find out is Todd, the popular, like the golden boy, his dad's the mayor. And then Alex, whose dad owns the bowling alley, their dads were friends in high school. And then mm -hmm. they lost the golden apple and they don't like each other. But the way that, Alex's dad talks about the mayor is mm -hmm. as if it is more than they were just very good. He was like, oh, the times we had. Like, it was very dramatic. And I was like, I'm pretty sure Alex's dad is in love with the mayor. Yeah, I think there's a decent chance. They talk about Alex's dad's relationship with the mayor more than they talk about his relationship with his wife. So, And I think um, after the mayor decided to marry his wife, Alex's dad really invested himself into his hobbies mm -hmm. bowling. bowling and then he bought that checks out yeah yeah, yeah. <sighs> rights for taylor swift's illicit affairs right now <laughs> yeah you can edit it in no thank you <laughs> so kaylee cuoco's in this she is this is maybe the first thing I've ever seen. I definitely was the first thing I ever saw Kaylee Cuoco in when I was a kid, but like I didn't know that she was going to be Kaylee Cuoco, right. you know, millionaire many times over. Mm -hmm. She was, I mean, she was a kid. It was one of those yeah. things where, like, she wasn't good or bad. They really, the way they dressed her was a crime. Yeah. Here's a question. So her and Alex, like, flirt throughout the entire film. Mm -hmm. Do not get together in the end nothing even hinted like it's not even like he winks at her or something no. or she winks at him or like there's any mm -hmm. time it's just like two times he like shows up at her front door walks her yes. home and goes, oh i don't know blah, blah, blah. like yeah, it's said some weird stuff mm -hmm. here's the thing this feels like a holding hands movie to me oh my god yeah feels like an ending where they hold hands but they don't even do that they don't even like acknowledge that they like each other. Nope. Which is fine. I don't think kids' movies need to have a plot that always has that. But like you know, sure. but oh, I thought you said Jory. You said Shore. no. I said sure. Um, I thought you were gonna be like Jory. I think you're incorrect here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think you're very correct. But they hinted at it. Yeah, it didn't follow through. They they left the Chekhov's gun loaded there. They also, there's also some groundwork, and I feel like an earlier draft might have had this. So, Todd Macklemore, mm -hmm. every single opportunity that guy gets, he is dancing with Delia. Every single opportunity. Like, three or four times they're dancing to swing music together. Mm-hmm. And I really feel like they were laying the groundwork for some kind of relationship there. Although I have no idea what Delia's she age like is. A child. She seems like a child. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how old any of these people are. Is she older? Is she younger? I couldn't tell you. She called herself a little girl. Did she? Yeah. I'm looking up how old she was when this happened. Um, also, can we talk for a second about how Todd Macklemore pimps out his girlfriend at one point i just wanted to talk about this 
So there's a couple scenes where they're trying to suggest, like, they try to make, like, normal party environments, but they obviously can't make it look like what the, like, you know, a high school or a junior high party would actually look like. So they're at this, like, daytime party that starts to go into nighttime, and everyone's dancing, and Todd's dancing with his kind of girlfriend, Lauren, and then Lauren's like, Todd, do you want to dance? And they're, like, standing in a circle, but he brought Alex, because they're, like, new buddies since they've been bowling together, and he's like, no, and he, like, points at Alex, and she's like, Alex, do you want to dance? <laughs> I didn't like that. Nope. It's weird. Yeah, and then Todd's giving Alex the eyes. Like, go dance with my girlfriend. <laughs> Weird. It's <laughs> real aggressive. Yeah. Uh, Delia was born in 87. She was born in 87. So she was 12-ish when this came out. Yeah. Uh, the the guy who played Todd McElmore was born in 83. So he was four years older than her. So at that age, unacceptable. Yeah. Uh, not a 12 year old that's no okay unacceptable but yeah when todd was like what a dance with my girlfriend and then there was another party scene where they really played it off like everyone was so excited but it's like a scene in an adult movie where they like go to a bar yep but instead of like they're just handing around like ice cream sundaes hoisting them into the air yeah this feels like a movie that was like originally written either for some kind of college thing yeah, or a high school thing, like with actual high schoolers where like there would have been some slightly more adult stuff. And then Disney was like, oh, sick. We can make this a Disney Channel original movie. Yes. And they just took it. I mean, this is was a relatively early one too. So I feel like a lot of those ones mm-hmm. kind of feel like they started somewhere else. Yeah. And then they worked their way to Disney Channel original movie. Like it was like, you got knocked down from being like a movie that gets to go to the movie theaters. Yes. Or even direct to video, True. you know, mm-hmm. like the Olsen twins. Oh yeah. They had a bunch of direct to video stuff. I know because I have a distinct memory of mm-hmm. being like 10 years old at a blockbuster. Yes. And I was in the kids section, like looking at kids movies and there was like an entire shelf that was just Olsen movies. Oh yeah. And, I, and as a kid, I was like, who's watching the Olsons go to Paris? And who's watching the Olsons go to London? Like, why are they just going to cities? Me. It was you? Okay. Because you pointed to yourself. Again, this is a this is an audio medium. I was waiting for you to be done. Okay. Uh, I appreciate it. You're welcome. Uh, uh, yeah, it was me. Not a lot, but I definitely watched, like, Brother for Sale. And some of the, I don't know, there's one where they sing a song about being president and, like, they have a fake Bill Clinton. They have a fake Bill Clinton. Mm -hmm. They could have got the real Bill Clinton, probably. I don't know. If you look at the year, it might have been a little tough, especially around two young girls. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Did they sell their brother in that one? No, I don't think he actually gets sold. They just didn't want him anymore. But yeah, I feel like Mary-Kate and Ashley, like, especially people just a little bit older than me, like girls who were like two or three years older than me, they were really big. Yeah. Was Elizabeth Olsen in any of those? No? If she was, I don't, like, it wasn't, like, significant. My cat is now rubbing her face on the mic, so I don't know if you can yeah. hear anything, but... No, I can't, but that doesn't mean yeah. the world won't be able to. That's true. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. So, 
Do you have anything else to say about this movie? Not really. I mean, like, yeah. I feel like a lot of the scenes were, like, bowling montages. We didn't really talk about this. Um, Todd does do something nice for Alex's dad, and he helps, like, update the bowling alley. Yeah. Which, they really hate Todd, but, like, sometimes Todd acted, like, kind of pretentious. Yeah. But they acted like he was this big villain for a while, and he wasn't, like, the worst person ever. He was trying. He just also wasn't pretending like it was the 50s in 1999. Yes. Yeah, Todd did not exist out of time. No, he existed in the, yeah, late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. But, yeah, and they, like, redecorated, and he got all the stuff for free because, like, people in town. Oh, like, yeah. That's so weird. Yeah, they just go into shops, and Todd's like, I had I had this great idea for a project, but... Mm-hmm. I don't have any money. Can you help me out? And people just give him things. And what's his name's dad? Alex's dad is totally okay with that. He's like, sick, we get free things. That's not a that's not a good lesson. Alex's dad takes advantage of children. That's why all his children are at the farm. That's true. And also Alex might only not be at the farm because he's the mechanic at the bowling alley. True. As soon as he's done being the mechanic, to the farm! Yeah, they're just shipping everybody out. Mm-hmm. Wait, so if these kids are in middle school, why do they have Letterman jackets? Uh, because this movie is made for children and they don't understand how middle school and high school sports work yet. It's very confusing. Yeah, because, like, I'm so used to Disney, like, really, like over aging the characters yes like, where this one it feels like, like those kids were younger than like you said he was what 14 15 yeah. well he was 16 i think oh he would have been 16 yeah. so i guess he would have, but that's still a junior usually yeah i mean yeah he's probably he would probably have been a junior but like usually you know if you get a 16 year old in, in a in a movie they're playing about 16. They're not playing 13. I have no clue how old they were supposed to be. It was very I no confusing. Idea. Yeah, it was very confusing. Mm-mm. Okay, do you want to do final thoughts? Final thoughts. Oh, like, by the way, real quick, real quick. Yeah. I'm drinking uh, whiskey and Coke. Nice. Just I'm not getting drinking. that out there. And... I don't know. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Not really. I mean, it was like the most enjoyable movie so far. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yes, it, it 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 for me at least, it's it's fun. It's like it's a dumb movie. It's real dumb. It doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has some of the worst dialogue you'll ever hear. But it's bad in a way where you're like, this is so fun because it's stupid. Like at one point, mm-hmm. can we talk about the best line in the whole movie? Best two lines. Yeah. Uh, like- so at one point the kid whose name I cannot remember for the life of me and Todd McElmore are getting into a, a fight. They're just like arguing about wanting to win, which is what they argue about for the entire middle third of the movie. And mm-hmm. they're arguing and Alex walks up and he goes, what does he say? Um, something like, we can't keep isn't... fighting like cats and dogs. Yeah. We can't keep fighting like cats and dogs. And the kid who, <laughs> the kid who I can't remember his name says that's right says the cool cats is that it and the other kid says it's all right say the hot dogs or something it's like 
the dumbest line I've ever heard. Are you looking it up? I'm trying to go back through our text. I sent it to you in all caps, so you should find it. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah, all caps. That was an all caps text. You're right, says the cool cat. You're right, says the hot dog. Yeah. Who wrote that? Like, who who was willing to write that? That is shockingly bad dialogue. But also, that contributes to my theory that this town exists out of time. Brigadoon style. Yeah. If anyone's familiar with the, the musical Brigadoon. Is it a musical? The play Brigadoon? I don't know it's if it's a musical. a musical. Okay. Oh, you know Brigadoon? I know that my community theater did it one summer, but I didn't go see it. Brigadoon is a, is a very interesting story uh, that I was forced to see at age eight. Oh, I'm sure you love that. Yeah. I was very bored. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also, uh, when I was in London as a child, saw My Fair Lady in London. And I spent the entire time mad that I wasn't allowed whatever the British equivalent of a quarter is to get some of those goggles, to get some of those, uh, give me a word. Binoculars. Binoculars. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, because I just wanted to, to look around because uh, I was 10 and My Fair Lady was very boring. Anyway, uh, anyway. do you want to rate Alley Cat Strike? Yeah, I want to rate it out of... Bowling uh, ball. I was going to say glow-in-the-dark bowling pins. That works. Yeah, they do randomly all of a sudden get glow-in-the-dark bowling pins. Who do you think Todd McElmore had to talk to to get the glow-in-the-dark bowling pins? I was wondering the same thing. As I'm watching, I'm like, where'd Todd McElmore go to get glow? Who's selling glow-in-the-dark bowling pins in town? But he could just be like, you know what I need? How's how's Todd McElmore pitching this to be like a project that just he, Todd McElmore, is working on and not just trying to get free goods and services? And then, like, is is he just lying to them? Is he going to tell them that the bowling alley was his project? Like, will they be happy with that, that he gave it to an adult who could have paid them? Yeah. Because he can afford that house. He he clearly has some money. Yes. Yeah, no one comes into this bowling alley. He's operating this bowling alley at a pure loss for years. Okay. Okay. Out of glow-in-the-dark bowling pins. So obviously out of... 10 out of 10 i thought we were doing five well there's 10 bowling pins oh so we're rating out of 10 bowling pins instead of out yeah of... okay have we been rating out of five this whole time that's what i was doing <laughs> oh i've been doing out of 10 <laughs> <laughs> drunk on decoms the most organized podcast in the world that should be our slogan wait you've seriously been going out of five yeah. who rates things out of five I work in HR. Do you rate things in HR out of five? Yeah. What? Is this a thing that everyone knows about HR but me? Well, I mean, not necessarily just HR, but like when you learn how to make like evaluations and stuff, like Mm. usually you work on a scale of five. But now they're leaning more towards scales of four because they find when you put a middle number, like three people will gravitate towards the middle instead of picking a good or bad. Is everybody just picking 2.5 now? Not if you don't give them the option to. Like, if you draw that, like, line and say, these two are, like, the good 
and these two are the bad, though it'll help people decide whether, like, you know, it was a more positive or negative experience. Okay. That's not fun to explain. So I'm really rating out of 10, I guess. I'm, I'm looking forward to your spinoff podcast about HR. Nobody wants to hear it. Um, <laughs> I said I was. Wow, that, what an insult. Okay. You'd be so bored. <laughs> I would be very bored, but I would put it on before I went to bed. Oh, that's so nice. Um, out of out of ten, I'm gonna go like five. It's a six for me. See, like, if you had told me that, like, you gave one movie a two recently, I would have probably yeah. given that movie closer to a three. If well, that's look, we're we're clearly just operating on different different scales. This this movie, I think I watched this movie not that long ago, like a year ago, like mm -hmm. a year, like just a little bit over a year ago, because uh, I was at um, my partner's parents' house, and her brother's partner and I were looking for something to watch. And of all the movies on Disney Plus, we were like, "Oh hell yes, Alley Cat Strike." It was a great time, and it was a great time tonight. Yeah, it really was. I enjoyed this. Um, I'm happy I figured out the scale that apparently we were going on the whole time. I really um, feel like we talked about this on an earlier episode. I don't listen back, but I've, if somebody wants to to fact check that for me, I feel like we've talked about whether or not this is a scale of 1 to 10. Yeah, someone check that. Yeah, it's not going to be me. No. No, no. No. Okay, yeah. so this has been the best one so far. Um, I'm sure next week will be probably bad. I have yeah. no idea what it is. Can of worms. Oh no, that's no good. That's no good. No, no, no. Are you looking? Yeah, I'm looking, but we can wrap it up as I'm looking. Okay. All right. Well, though there will be another one next week, and honestly, you know what? I, I've often talked about how. As we're ending these, I talk about this as our slow descent into madness. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling pretty refreshed right now. Yes. Also, um, for those people who are actually following along with the Vulture list, we did this wrong. We we should have watched Can of Worms this week. Alley Cat Strike next week. Don't, I, don't gonna... I don't care. I don't care. This this left me refreshed. Mm -hmm. um, you know, let's just say we're working backwards after uh, after Christmas. <laughs> Yeah, but that's because we skipped all the way back to Hatching Pete. Then <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. All right. Bye. Bye.